welcome. You are now tuned in to the EPB podcast, Ball Around the World, a little weekly topical segment where I can kind of just come uncut, talk some shit, uh, chill. I'm on Instagram Live for anybody joining me on Instagram Live. What's up? Say what's up. I'm going to probably try to bring the chat up so maybe I can interact with y'all. But we're here. It's September 18th, Monday, September 18th. Uh, international break is over. Finally got some club ball back. Oh, my God. It, watching international is, is very difficult um, unless there's really something to watch, like World Cup qualifying or something like that, which it actually was World Cup qualifying, but, I mean, we're so far out. It just none of that stuff matters. So we got club ball back. I'm going to talk about some of the uh, the most – interesting games i watched a lot of soccer this weekend um i'm gonna definitely talk about the champions league that comes back tomorrow about we're back we're back with the champions league it's my favorite competition in club world soccer um got a lot to talk about but first uh first thing i want to talk about is the headline the biggest headline i saw last week um which happens to be that the United States Soccer Federation have announced that in conjunction with Arthur Blank, who is the owner of the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta United uh, team, as you see hanging behind me on the flag, my hometown. My hometown is bringing U.S. soccer to them as their national headquarters. Yes, you heard me right. Reports have come out that the uh, USSF, is uh, looking to build a new multi-million dollar facility. Super excited about that. Um, Atlanta is a huge soccer culture that I don't, I don't think people really understand, even when I talk to them about it. Um, you know, when you think about professional soccer in America and you think about the best cultures, I think about the coastal states, you know, Florida, Texas, California, uh, rich and deep as you can see as Arthur Blank is you know not Arthur Blank but Atlanta United is is you know selling out 80,000 seat stadiums for for these games they they at least get like 50,000 people at th at their uh, MLS games consistently playing on turf um somewhere where Messi wouldn't play this weekend as Messi's Inter Miami got smashed absolutely drugged but Messi wasn't there so people will have excuses um waiting to see more on that but yeah Atlanta is the new home they're gonna build a, a facility they haven't really uh, ironed out a lot of the details uh, apparently they will have more updates in January as to where in the metro Atlanta area it'll be um, there's a quote from Arthur Blank that I'm gonna read because this is like so true to the eat pray ball brand and kind of my upbringing um, uh, he said he's quoted to say Atlanta's incredible passion for soccer corporate community and unmatched infrastructure make this a natural home for the National Training Center. And I am very confident our community will help America's finest soccer players compete on a global level like never before. This is my favorite part. I'm also pleased to help U.S. soccer with community outreach and soccer development. Among underserved communities as a part of our contribution and know that it will benefit scores of young people through engagement with the beautiful game. That is literally the ethos, the life bread of EPB. Eat, pray, ball is, is literally from, from, from my upbringing, understanding that there were really no uh, figureheads, no idols, no infrastructure, nothing to look for as a young black soccer fanatic growing up in Atlanta, Georgia. So kind of seeing this and seeing the development uh, of, of 
you know, rich soccer culture, especially in my hometown, it just warms my heart. So, you know, Arthur Blank, it seems like he's doing the damn thing. He did the damn thing with Atlanta United, and they've been, again, rocking those stadiums. So I just uh, just clap, a couple claps up for this man. He's, he's really good. Um, anyway, I'm going to move on to some of the games that I saw this weekend. I just want to talk a little shit. Obviously, I'm a Chelsea supporter for any of those who don't know. Um, and we played Brentford this weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's like hard to talk about. Um, it, I don't, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to start. I don't know where to start. Uh, I, I put on my Instagram, uh, earlier that like, I am this close. I'm like one or two games away from starting, starting my campaign on Pochettino needs to be out. Uh, because what I see from, from how they're playing, watching us play, like, it looks like Spurs. It looks hella Spursy. It's like, yo, y'all don't know how to score. Nobody's teaching y'all how to shoot after you get into the final third. We're getting into the final third with ease. We're breaking through the lines. We're doing everything we need to do. But again, you know, nobody knows what to do with the ball after, uh, after we get there. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, nothing, nothing serious to talk about with Chelsea other than um, Connor Gallagher continues to start. He's, a, he's an all right player, but he is not a Chelsea player to me. Um, I, I hate to say it. He's a homegrown kid, you know, has been at the team his whole life, but uh, is not, not quite up to the requisite level in the midfield. Uh, Nick, Nick Jackson, bro, my dog. I love, I love how he plays. I love seeing him play, but he is really like it's, – it's, you know, it's, it's a fine line between, man, that guy just needs confidence and – man, you know, <laughs> he needs to come off the bench. Um, he's the only striker we have right now. Again, every time he touches the ball, he looks great, except for when he's in the box. When he touches the ball and in the box, he looks super goofy. There's another player that people used to get on all the time about looking goofy in the box. That was Romelu Lukaku, and he's still one of my favorite players. And he scored his first goal in his debut, his full debut at Roma this weekend. So Nick Jackson, I'm I'm still hoping, you know, I'm rooting for you. You already have one goal. You you missed a big chance again this weekend. You've had actually a couple of chances. But again, I can't put it on the players anymore. You know, I know I started off call, calling out Conor Gallagher, but like this is not on the players now. Like we 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 need some coaching, you know. Uh, there I saw a quote from Pochettino that said something about Nick Jackson and his partnership with Chris and Kunku, who's been out all season ever since he got injured uh um, over the summer uh, when he's saying when Chris and Cuckoo comes back that that chemistry will be back you know will really be helping Nick Jackson but you know when you think of coaches like Pep and now Michael Arteta even Jose Mar Jose Mourinho like they don't need just specific players uh, at, at specific times in order for their system to work I mean Jose he, he does like to g dip into the transfer market and find the right players for his system, as all these coaches do. But specifically with, like, Pep and Arteta, they, they build their teams around their system, and every player has to fit as a piece in that system. I'm not saying I like that. I don't like that. I'm a star boy. Like, I, I want the stars on the field, the players who know what they're doing to, you know, put, put their work in and play. But if we don't have our stars on the field, Chris and Kunku, he's still out uh, suspected to be back around November, maybe December. That's like a huge injury loss. We gotta, we gotta do something else. We gotta find a different strategy. We can't just go, oh yeah, wait, 
wait until we're at the bottom of the table uh, fighting relegation for all of our players to come back and us do something. So, look, we don't have Champions League. Uh, we're, we're not in Europe. This is all we have to focus on. I'm surprised even over the international break there wasn't extra work being put in uh, to, for, for, for a, a lot of our players, especially those young players, Nick Jackson, all of those guys, to, to, to again, figure out how to score because we look good. You know, we claim possession. You know, we run through these teams, and it just doesn't – it doesn't quite add up. So keeping my eye on it, it's tough to be a Chelsea fan right now, but you know what? All the winning we have had in the last decade – I'm going to be patient. I'm going to let this play out. Todd Bowley's still buying up the world. Uh, let's just see let's see where it goes. Um, another notable game, <laughs> Man United versus Brighton. This is my third week on this, on this ball around the world program, talking my shit about Man United. I'm telling you, the team is trash. It is, it's toxic. I used to talk shit about Ten Hag last year. I was quote-unquote proven wrong. Uh, after the whole Ronaldo debacle, again, you know, when I take a step back and I think about it, how do you let the best player in the world coming back home to his team, how do you somehow oust him and make him the scapegoat for any problems of the team? It just doesn't make any sense. I think that's a coaching issue. That seems like a managerial issue. Uh, Lissandro Martinez, another player I was harsh on last year. Again, this is coming to fruition. He's like, one-on-one, -on -one, this man cannot defend. He's undersized. He's not quick enough. He's, again, he's like, if I were to play FIFA with him, his interceptions, shit, give him a 99 interception. That's about it. His positioning is weak. You know, obviously, Man United's been under a lot of pressure. So he's just, he's getting exposed. Nobody wants to listen to me. Keep an eye out on that. But Man United as a whole look weak. Marcus Rashford, actually, I've heard a lot of shit about him, but he actually looked good. He was the only one who was going going at players, attacking players, maybe a little bit over intricate, over dribbling in the box, you know, maybe needed to pass a little bit more, whatever. But when you're on a team struggling and you really the one the only one with the juice, you, you gotta just go for it. So, you know, kudos to Marcus for trying to push through. It's 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 just tough. I, it's gotta be tough to be a United fan. Brighton, on the other hand, again, looked like a squad. Uh not much I can say about it except they they keep finding these random names and 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 keep balling out so uh definitely a team to watch it's like another to like I'll watch Brighton play anybody now I'll watch Brighton play Brentford because they're just that interesting they've got that good a ball um and you know now they have a player that I I just want to keep an eye on it was the young star boy from Barcelona Ansu Fati who's now in Brighton he got a run I think he came in like 60th 70th minute this weekend um definitely looked comfortable on the ball really interested to see kind of what what this means for Brighton and how he helps them he should have scored a goal I think he hit he had like a you know cut in hit one off the post really good stuff but uh about to keep an eye on him uh other worth note uh I don't really talk about Tottenham as a Chelsea fan often but the boy Richarlson the the, the biggest clown in the league um scored his first goal for Tottenham this this uh this week and uh you know that deserves here. Where's my where's my claps? That deserves another clap. Poo poo. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to the thing. Um, the Milan derby. That was a fun game to watch. That was probably the best game of the weekend. Um, if 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 you're looking for something and you're bored, you want to put something on in the background. I would definitely put that on. 
you know it was it was it's the uh, the new formed uh, AC team with Christian Pulisic and uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek and you know all these young boys um, you know with Drew at the helm and they came out they had such good possession I mean honestly they bossed possession against Milan and got absolutely spanked got spanked by Inter. Inter is like a uh, a dominant team. They look like the best team in uh, in in Serie A right now. Um, they brought on the boy Turam, um, uh, son of Lillian Turam from of of French uh, French fame. Uh, he scored a banger. Go watch those highlights. He scored a worldie. I wasn't expecting him to be like uh, as good as he looked against Milan. So we'll see. We'll see down the line how how they look. Uh, but. You know, as far as a you know former Champions League finalist team uh, last year in Inter, they looking kind of uh, they looking like they know what they're doing. And Zaghi's got those boys purring, um, no Lukaku, no problem. Um, speaking of derbies, there was another big derby this weekend uh, that I attended personally, and that is El Trafico, the LA Galaxy versus LAFC derby. The battle of the LA teams. We already know who the real LA is right here. LAFC. Went there, had a lot of fun, did some, shot some content and stuff. That's coming to you. I'll probably sh- shoot that out tomorrow. Um, but man, LA, I mean, Galaxy's got some injuries. Some worth note. I think I have some pulled up, actually. I was looking at it. Uh, obviously, Chicharito's gone. Chris Mavinga, he came from Toronto. He's like a good, solid center midfielder, I think. Uh, or like defender, I'm sorry. Um, he wasn't there, but they're not that injured. Douglas Costa, I don't how many games has Douglas Costa played this year? Like none. And then mixed that with last year. I don't know what he's here for. I think he's just kind of here retiring at the beach. You know, maybe needs to hit up Gareth Bale, figure out how to how to at least stay on the field long enough to to win some silverware in America, but Douglas Costa, one of my favorite players still. Um but just seems to always be injured. And that's I mean, that was kind of his whole career. It's just how how that life works. But yeah, doesn't matter. Injured or no injured, we spanked him. Denis Buanga went off. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, L.A., we're, we're, we're now in what? Uh, we're second. I think we're headed to uh, first place. Or after this win, yeah, we're still second behind St. Louis. Damn, St. Louis is 49 points already after, uh, man, after 29, 29 matches. Man, we played 29 matches already? This is crazy. We're deep, deep, deep. We're almost to playoffs. We got like four or five more games to playoffs in the MLS, so that'll be something fun. Um, but, yeah, LAFC in pole position as the current champions. Um, and, you know, depending on what what goes down for the next couple of games, we're going to make some noise, end up as a first seed or, or, uh, or second seed, high seed in the playoffs, and we'll do our thing. On the eastern side, the Miami watch is high because <laughs> as of right now, they still sit in 14th place. Um, how many games back are they? They're, they're quite a few. Uh, DC United's on the bubble in the ninth spot, and they have 35 points. Enter Miami have 28. Messi didn't play. Messi's, Messi's missed out on a couple of MLS games. Um, yeah, like... If, 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 if you were watching the news, you saw Messi score a bunch of goals and you saw him enter Miami win a bunch of games, that was a cup. That was not the MLS, and that was, had no bearing on the playoffs or the standings. Those, that was cup ball, uh, 
So, yes, he scored a lot of goals, but that's a completely different tournament than actually playing in the MLS. So we'll see. I don't think Miami's making the playoffs this year. We'll see how that goes. But you know what? We move. We moving on. Um, I also have to uh, shout out PSG. Um, I said last week very boldly that I uh, – shoot, I've said it for the c- last couple of weeks that I think they're taking the Champions League um, and saw them <laughs> saw them play uh, Nice this weekend. Um, got absolutely smashed. It was – it was uh, – it was ugly to watch, but, you know, I, I gave LA, LA Galaxy the benefit of the doubt with all the injuries they have. Uh, PSG have no center backs. You know, there was some makeshift uh, defense that they put together. The young Nigerian s- striker, Mofi, bro, he went off. He is now a player that I'm going to watch because uh, the way he tore up Danilo in the back, uh, he had two, two goals and an assist that game. It looked nice. PSG don't look that good. Um but I still maintain that, like, if they get it right, they get their center backs healthy, they still, like, they still have a chance. And, again, since Chelsea's not in the Champions League, PSG is still my team I'm picking to win this early. You heard it here, September 18th, the team to win the Champions League. Um, and it'll be an exciting show tomorrow uh, to, to see what they do. But, yeah, um, Mbappe looks amazing. Dembele looks not so amazing, but, like, you can't count him out because he's so shifty. He's so good with both feet. Uh, he had a one-on-one opportunity where he like legitimately could have passed it for an easy goal, or he could have shot, dr- kept dribbling, shot it with his left foot for an easy goal. And he decided to like turn in and and he skied it. It was it was just like a shank. It was wild. But again, him, the new guy, I'm 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 keeping an eye on another French boy. You know I love the French boys. Colomwani, he came in, got an assist. He looked good. Uh, playing for PSG. I don't know where Asensio is. I guess he got injured. Um, I hope not, because uh, he just he just started playing again. Um, but we'll see we'll see what happens with Asensio. You know, one of the only players who really shoots from outside the box consistently and scores goals. Um, they look like a good team. Marco Verratti's gone. They, they, they PSG does need a midfield. Uh, I, I I rate Danilo Pereira, uh, but you know he'll be a defensive midfielder. Um, Vitinha, I also rate. They got that Portuguese midfield. But um, they need somebody else, somebody uh, strong, somebody who, who knows what they're doing. It's too late now, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, but I'm, st- I'm still rooting for PSG. Don't, don't get it twisted. Um, let's get into some, you know what I like. Let's get into the Champions League. <laughs> I love it. I love the Champions League. Tomorrow we got games. I'm going to call out some of these games and what I think. Um, and then we're going to get out of here. Quick little show today. Um, what we got for Champions League? Biggest game of the ga- uh, day tomorrow, I think, uh, is AC Milan versus Newcastle United. Both teams really trying to find some form, just getting back to Europe in, in, in a big kind of way. Obviously, Milan did some, made some noise in Europe last year. Uh, Newcastle is, is in the Champions League. Let's see what they do. Uh, Milan coming off that big loss against Inter. I, you know, they're going to have to bounce back. And I'm really curious to see how Newcastle looks in Europe. I, I think Newcastle are a good team. Isak, they got a squad, man. Tonali's going back home. 
to play against his former team. It's gonna be a good one. Um, that's that's the game of the that's the game of the week uh, for sure. But we also got uh, Barcelona's playing. Barcelona also looked pretty pretty good this uh, this week. Xavi's got them back playing in a uh, a, a suitable formation. They got. Joao Felix floating around and he was looking really good. Um, they look interesting. They still defensively look a little weak, but had no problem scoring goals uh, this weekend. So we'll see them. They play Antwerp. You know, hope you know should be an easy game for them. Feyenoord back in the Champions League. Uh, perennial uh, European player uh, team now doing their thing. I think they're the best in in uh, the Eredivisie right now. Um, I'm going to look that up for you. Um, but, yeah, Feyenoord's doing their thing. PSV is actually at the top of the Eredivisie. Feyenoord's in fourth. And, yo, Ajax is nowhere to be found. What is going on in Ajax? Ajax is currently in 12th place. Um, I don't watch a lot of Eredivisie, but that's why I love the Champions League. It gives me a, a chance to watch some of these European teams, these smaller European teams uh, that you just you just don't have – have a chance to watch on the weekends because there's just so much soccer around the world. So that'll be a good one. Lazio plays Atletico Madrid. That should be pretty good. Uh, that's tomorrow. Uh, City also plays. And then there's Paris, the team, my team. Uh, they come up, my, my adopted team, my secondary team. They come up against Dortmund. Um, I think Dortmund are pretty trash this year. I haven't seen much out of them, but haven't watched anything. So that'll be a good, good time to see uh, what they do. Um, and then tomorrow, I mean, I'm not tomorrow, Wednesday, we got Real Madrid playing Union Berlin. Not, not too big of a game. The biggest game on Wednesday, I would say, is Bayern Man United. And the only reason it's a big game is because those are big names, but it's not a big game. I mean, it's, it's probably the, the exact same matchup at this point as Real Madrid versus Berlin. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I think Berlin will probably put up even more of a fight against Madrid than uh, United will put up against Munich. Um, Bayern is doing well. I don't watch a lot of German football, and I, got, I actually want to address that on this program because people give me a lot of shit. You know, we talk about the big five leagues in Europe, uh, obviously the EPL being the biggest, and we know why. It's, it's, it's got the widest variety of, of top teams, um, a lot of strong competition, even though technically not because City has kind of run away with it every year. But uh, – Every, every team, you know, the top four battle is always intense. The relegation battle is always intense. We know what the top is. We know what the top league in the world is. It's the Premier League, for sure. It's why we watch it. It's why my, my team's Chelsea. But then, then it gets kind of murky going down the bottom. You know, people say then the next league is La Liga. Then it's the German League. Then it's the Italian League. Then it's France. I'm here to say that that's incorrect. That's wild. Like, nobody wa – who watches Germany? Like, who is watching the German League right now? Like, who is anybody watching Werder Bremen versus Union Berlin on their Saturdays? Like, that's what you're waking up to watch? Because I know I'm not. However, the French League, I'll watch an OG Nice versus an Olympic Marseille, despite how bad Marseille is doing right now. Or an Olympic Lyon versus a Rennes. Or Lens, even, versus PSG. Th those games are actually fun to watch. Like, you see, again, some of these young – and, again, I'm biased – these young French-African – players who pop up uh and and they're balling 
like there's not one team outside of Bayern in the German league that gets me up to go, ooh, man, like I can't wait to watch. And at least I used to watch the Derby, the Dortmund versus Bayern Derby, but that's not even fun to watch either. Dortmund's not that good. Understanding kind of the connection that Dortmund have with Bayern, Dortmund's always selling their players to Bayern and back and forth. Like, the, dog, the German, like the Bundesliga is not fun. Yes, Bayern is fun, and Bayern is fun to watch in the Champions League, but the Bundesliga is not the top three uh, league in the world. I don't care what nobody says. Arguably, the, the La Liga is arguable. Like, they, they have the two greatest teams uh, in the history of soccer, right, in Barcelona and Real Madrid, right? So I, you, I can't really talk much shit about, about them. But, again, that league is, for, more, for all intents and purposes, a two-horse race. It's been the same three teams in the top three every year. It's, it's Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, or it's Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. And every once in a while, I think it was like 2020, Atletico Madrid actually won the league. So, I mean, yeah, it's a cool league. But I got to be honest, it's, if, if, if I were to rank them, I'm definitely putting France in, in the third position. I'm just saying, y'all can say what you want. Y'all can at me, tell me what you think. That's cool. Um, we're watching. We're gonna see Inter play Real Sociedad on uh, on on Wednesday as well. That should be a good game. Sociedad is actually not that bad of a team. Um, saw them play obviously this weekend. Sevilla play Lons. Sevilla love Europe, more more specifically Europa League. But shit, they're in the Champions League. We'll see what they do. Um, that that wraps out probably the most interesting games. Benfica and Salzburg might be a good game too. Where does Xavi Simmons play again? He just moved to the Bundesliga. I forgot about him. He's one I have to keep my eye on. Man, he's right now he's at Leipzig. We out here. So Leipzig plays tomorrow. They play, who do they play again? Let me see. Xavi Simmons. He was a kid. He was like the wonder kid. Like we saw commercials with him in it. He had the long curly, the, the Dutch boy with the curly blonde hair. Uh... Um, started balling when he went back to PSV from uh, PSG uh, last year. And then, obviously, he's playing at Leipzig now. So they play the young boys uh, out of Switzerland tomorrow. That's an interesting game, too. I'm just giving you, giving you some of the stuff I watch because I watch a lot of soccer, and it is fun to me. So we back. The Champions League's back. Um, catch me next week. We'll have more news, more stuff to talk about, more shit to talk. Probably bring some friends on, talk a little bit. Uh, but... Main thing I want to say is, hey, I'm live on Instagram uh, right now. I want to go live at some point on TikTok. I'm trying to build that following. Go to my TikTok page, at Eat, Pray, Ball. Go ahead, give your boy a like, a follow, something, so I can build that page. I need 1,000 subscribers, and I'll be on TikTok, so I won't have to be blowing up y'all's Instagram pages. And then we'll be going live on t YouTube. But, yeah, please do. Please like and subscribe. It's the EPB Podcast. We got more coming at you. I'll holler at y'all next time.